1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh,
0: not much. I was uh, spent all day yesterday uh, celebrating your birthday, and uh... oh wait, no it's your birthday yesterday happy belated uh, birthday I'm, I'm
1: old I, I officially got into the three so the three zero. so I don't know <laughs> go this, away just I mean, go away
0: I, with that just I mean it,
1: it, I'm officially like past my prime right 30 year olds like in the NFL is like when it's uh when it's it's getting close to being done so not when not it gonna, comes to being a podcaster though. we got plenty of time no, uh, Yeah, you got lots, you're
0: you're you're just hitting your prime. And, and we're not going to talk about age groups uh, and how yeah, they yeah. pass your prime at 30 because uh, <laughs> I won't I won't mention my current age. Yeah, no, that'll be right. fine. That'll be fine.
1: Um all right, Lena, we got a fun show today. I've been really looking forward to doing this one. We're going to talk about some undrafted free agents and three in particular Uh, that we think might have a chance to make the Cowboys roster. Uh, I want to start with a a running back from Tiffin, Jaquan Hardy, who I think you might like a little bit. He's really interesting, Landon. He missed the entire 2018 season with an injury. Uh, Last year, the fall season got canceled, and he opted out of the 2021 spring season. What did you think of Jaquan Hardy when you watched this tape?
0: I mean he is I, I think I I described him as uh, miniature Marion Barber and I, and I, I still kind of stand by that I he just looks. He's so violent, and mm-hmm. and and he doesn't. Uh, he and, and part of it is that he's playing. You know, uh, guys who uh, are gonna be who probably can't even qualify for a flag football league <laughs> after they after they're done with college. They're, oh, they're, they're so small. But I mean, look. I mean, this dude's running through guys. He's mm-hmm. carry. I mean, there was one play I saw where it, it looked like he was carrying. Uh, all 11 defenders at one point. Um, so he's just like very violent with his cuts. He does, he's not, you know, super explosive, uh, but he's he he gets the job done. He has like a level of toughness and and, and lower body strength uh, that, you know, can kind of keep bounces off things. You see him take hits and then kind of just spin off and keep running and keep his momentum going. Uh, yeah, I think he's a guy who is going to be able to come in here and give you some uh, good reps Just just, you know, to kind of get – Everybody mm-hmm. used to tackling. I think, you know, the first day the pads come come on, uh, I guarantee you this guy is going to, uh, you know, get a big round of applause when he bounces off some tackle and, and keeps going. And everyone's going to go, ooh. And then it's going to be like that that moment that kind of, uh, 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 you know, really steps the tackling up to the next level. I could just see it right now. So I think he's a guy who's going to come in here. um and 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 if he can you know put together a couple of good good days and keep some consistency, he it's a huge step up in competition. It's a hu- it huge a huge doubt. step up in competition without a doubt. Um, but I think he has the kind of tools to uh, potentially stick around. Just because, like I said, he's very tough to bring down. He's got mm-hmm. a low center of gravity uh, and he's powerful. And I think that that kind of combination of, of of low center of gravity and explosion Uh, it it, it could take you far in the NFL and especially in training camp where he's going to get a ton of looks he's going to get a ton of carries likely on in the preseason games he's going to get a lot of opportunity these running backs get a lot of opportunity to show off what they've got so uh, I I think this is a guy who I'd like to see a little bit more what he has as a pass catcher because I didn't see a ton of that Uh, but I think that uh, as far as a, a guy who can break tackles, who can run inside and outside, uh, I think I, I'm interested to see exactly how he kind of matches up with some of these uh, these guys who are obviously a little bit more, uh, come from a, a little bit more elite competition and, and and have a little bit less of a steep kind of curve getting into the NFL.
1: So I know you have a fun comp for him in Marion Barber, right? I, that's that's a lot of fun. But um, the comp that I kind of gave, and it's not just because of the hair and the size necessarily, but uh, Devontae Freeman, right, who played for the okay. Dolphins long time because like freeman he doesn't have like long speed like he's not one of these he's not like tony pollard right like if he's in the open field he's just gonna kill you but he's pretty quick and he's got good you know contact balance and i think he can run between the tackles despite being shorter Mm -hmm. I, i i really like him like i i think this is somebody who could be a third running back in the nfl and The Cowboys, I mean, you look at the depth chart after Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, there's some guys that we like, but it's not like anybody's grabbed a hold of that job. So I think Hardy is, I think he has a good chance of maybe earning that third running back spot.
0: Yeah, he has a level of physicality that I think is definitely required for that third running back spot because – I mean, he again, like a lot of these other guys that we've talked about, he's gonna have to earn his way onto the team through special teams. I mean, yes. he's gonna yeah. be the third running back. He's gonna need to be on almost every single special team that he's basically eligible for. So, uh, I, I think that that's really gonna be the key. Is with running back, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Because you get so many snaps during training camp. You get the you're one of the rare down roster players mm-hmm. who will get a ton of practice snaps because you know they don't want to wear out Zeke they don't want yes. to wear out Pollard so you're going to see a ton of snaps actually playing running back uh, but but you're going to have to balance that and 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 what you're learning as a running back in training camp and what you're uh, taking on assignment wise uh, it, and balance it with all your assignments in special teams, which is actually going to yes. be what helps you make the team, and that's that can be difficult for uh, for younger players. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to take that on. It's 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 a lot more. It's not even just a, a physical step for him coming from Tiffin. It's a lot that he's going to have to take on mentally to kind of take on the role of a running back who not screw up practice by, you know, running left when you're supposed to be running right. And then on top of that, you know, knowing your assignments in, in the special, uh, special teams portion of practice as well. Uh, just hopefully, you know, really the toughest part for him might not be the, uh, the physicality part. That might be the fun part. The the difficult part might be the mentality of just kind of having to learn all those different parts and and be such a kind of integral part of practice when you're, you know, when you're that kind of running back.
1: All right, over under fifty touches for him in the preseason. Over, yeah, over. He's going Easy. to get a ton of work, and yeah. I'm 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 excited to see it because I think he's going to be uh, really fun, uh, really just a good prospect. I think yep. I think he does have a pretty good chance to to make this team. The last thing I want to say about Hardy really quickly is I like your idea of going into these games and not necessarily knowing the number of the player, right? Yeah. Like you should, yeah, when you're watching a guy at Tiffin he better stand out, right? Yeah. Like he better he Absolutely. better jump off the screen. And I think he did, Landon. Like in 2019, which is what, his third year playing at Tiffin, uh, 1,500 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns in 11 games. Like he was productive and it was pretty clear like he was the best player on the field on every single snap.
0: I, I mean, the first snap I ever saw this guy was the play that I was telling you about where he carried 10 guys. And I was like, oh, that that's my guy right there. Yeah, I mean, there it's a little go. difficult. When, it's a little different when you, it's the running back and you yeah, know he's yeah. a running back. But but I do think that that, that uh, method does still hold true, especially when you talk about small school guys, right? Like just turn yes, on the tape. Yes. Don't know what the number is. You kind of have an idea, obviously, what the position is. See if this guy pops out. Like I said, there's only one running back on the field, but he still managed to pop out.
1: All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Nugenics. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they are offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your absolutely free bottle of Nugenics Total T, all you have to do is text DRAFT to 231 231- 231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. All you have to do for your free bottle again is text Draft to 231 231. Also, want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, let's talk about a really interesting tight end, Nick Eubanks from Michigan. Uh, Cowboys now have two Michigan tight ends on their team. Uh, I don't think Harbaugh knew how to use either one of these players, but uh, tell me what you think about Eubanks.
0: Yeah, you know, before we get too into too far to Eubanks, I, I did have a question here. Do do you think that that is something that they like maybe feel comfortable or they know what's being coached? At the Michigan tight end group and then that's why they feel like they feel comfortable poaching there. It's because it does seem odd that they picked back back to back tight ends from the same school in back to back years, right?
1: Yeah, but I also think both of these guys were like big guys, big recruits coming out of high school. So I think yeah. I think they they like the ability that they're, you know. They've got big. They've got good size. They have played in yep. a big program. They're big recruits. I just think there's they're finding some value here, and they're not having to spend any you know resources to go get them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I liked Nick. You know I thought he was an interesting player. I mean, he certainly has some receive, receiving skills. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, he's a converted right wide receiver, right? I mean, he was a yep. he was a highly recruited wide receiver. Uh, coming into college, and then I think they ended up moving him to tight end. He's, and he's played the position for a couple of years now. Yeah. He doesn't have any interest at all at, at blocking. Like, it doesn't None. like and 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 that's you know like there's there's a difference between not having any skill and not having any interest. And he doesn't seem to have any interest. In fact, there's there's snaps where it looks like he is trying to hide on tape. Like, like he's trying yep. to, Oh, I'm getting close to the wider, to the offensive lineman. I'm, I'm sealing off. But in reality, I don't think he's engaged with anybody. Um, so I have some concerns there because, you know, look, uh, not knowing how to block in the NFL, uh, run block for the NFL as a tight end, that's not abnormal for a tight end coming no. into college, but having no willingness to do it. That concerns me a little bit. But what I will say is that as a wide as a receiver, uh, he he clearly has some uh, athleticism there. He clearly has some skills. There's something worth developing there. Um, you know, my question is is, you know, kind of almost the opposite of Hardy, right? is, does he have a kind of requisite toughness and physicality? to hang on this roster, you know, because as a lower on the depth chart died in, he's going to need to do do a lot of things that aren't receiving the football, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that are blocking, that are uh, special teams and, and, and blocking on special teams, you know, and tackling and and that sort of thing. So um, I liked, I liked a lot of what I saw when they used him as receiver, I felt like he was more engaged when they, uh, when they put him out in route, you know, and, and I thought that he, uh, definitely you know, there was a, <laughs> there's a clear line when he's going through the motions and when he's not, you know, yes, and yes. Um, and that's clearly when he's, when he's uh, involved in the play or a part of the play as a receiver. So I do have, like I said, I have concerns about that. Um, if the Cowboys could find a way to kind of work around that though, I do think he does have uh, some skills as a, uh, as a wide receiver that are, that are intriguing and worth, you know, kind of developing.
1: All right. So a couple things on Eubanks. First of all, I think, him going to Michigan was a terrible fit for his skill set, right? Because he's not a blocker, right? And they try to use him sometimes like that. They try to use him in line and he just went into an offense that was a low volume passing attack with terrible quarterback play. It just didn't do him any favors at all. Now you're right that the blocking is atrocious and he just doesn't care. And that's, that's probably why he went undrafted, right? It's probably. Just, I mean, that's not surprising at all. However, I will say I don't think he's all that different from like Blake Jarwin coming out of Oklahoma State, right? Jarwin had no interest in blocking, and mm-hmm. he played in an offense that maybe you utilized his skill set a little better. So if he would have went to, let's say, a Big 12 school and he's playing as a slot receiver all the time, I think you would not only see obviously better numbers, you would have saw a more productive, useful player and somebody who probably sneaks into day three at some point. He's a pretty good athlete. Like, again, cross compare him to Blake Jarwin, and you'll see that he actually is a far better athlete. He ran in the four sixes for somebody 240 pounds. I don't think he's somebody who makes the Cowboys 53-man roster this year. However, neither did Blake Jarwin, remember? Blake yeah. Jarwin was a practice squad guy who the Cowboys eventually, later on during his rookie <laughs> season, kind of had to they put on the roster so he wouldn't get stolen by the Eagles, right?
0: Who we, who, who we kept thinking was Gavin Escobar for the first few, few practices because we didn't even <laughs> right, know who the kid was. Right,
1: right, right. It wouldn't shock me at all if Eubanks has a similar kind of trajectory in the NFL because there's just not many guys that are – what is he, six foot five, two hundred and forty-five pounds and runs in the four sixes? Like there's just not many of those guys out there. And despite how bad of a blocker he is, I would not be surprised at all if he catches on somewhere as a third tight end. If it's not in Dallas, somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the whole thing with him is willingness, you know? Yes. And yes. and 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 that's something that's hard for us to kind of parse watching tape right I could tell I could tell by watching tape he's not willing to block at that moment and you know to be fair you know I watched him in an Indiana game where he was down by 20 points at one point so and and you know there are some there is some circumstance and I do think sure. that you know sure. you can reach these guys you know in a certain degree I just can't you know glean any of that from watching tape so uh, I, I think that there is did, something yes. I think that that's the thing, right? Is that if you could if you could light a fire under this guy, or if you interview with this guy and be like, and the guy's like, and and frankly, it, it's kind of like the Kelvin Joseph thing, right? Where, he, you know, part of the issue was that he didn't want to play and get hurt because he wanted to go to the NFL, you know, and so, I I can understand how coaches in general don't like that don't like that you kind of thought process, mm-hmm. but you're in the NFL now you're being paid so uh, guess the idea is to get paid and that you're willing i think there is a section of, of players and we've seen it right that uh that don't like the idea of getting hurt and while they're not being paid you know and 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 are w- more willing to put themselves on the line once they get into the nfl and and i think if 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 you know if he if if Eubank is able to if kind of get past that and able to do that, I, I I think he he has the ability certainly to do something. And I agree. I think that kind of elongated uh, transition, I think that would serve him well in the same way that Blake Jarwin did. If you can find a way to stash him, uh, have him be on a practice squad mm-hmm. for most of the season, and then you know come into next year and let's see what you got after a year of being in our system. I think the Cowboys have had a ton of success doing that. I, I think we'll probably see exactly what his former teammate McEwen does. You know, mm-hmm. with that with a similar trajectory. I mean, he got a little bit obviously more immediate playing time because of injuries and that sort of thing. But uh, I, I, you know, look, the Cowboys clearly have a history of developing these guys. Uh, a, one, a really good history, um, and tight end is one of the positions that. Yep is notoriously difficult to, to develop and it, it takes time. It's just, it's just a bit difficult transition from college to football. So I mean, college to NFL, I, I, I would not be surprised to see the kind of trajectory you said. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about him 365 days from now, uh, as a guy that, Hey, do we think he could push as that third tight end? Yeah. Is he going to yep. compete with McKinnon? Cause he has, you know, physical skills that, uh, are pretty rare in this tight end room and pretty rare, frankly, across the league.
1: Last thing. Um, he he's a receiving tight end on a blocking you know a run heavy team i can see why you'd get a little frustrated after a while and maybe the effort wouldn't always be there i i get it and then but it doesn't seem like at least it doesn't sound like he moped around and complained because he ended up being named the team captain on, on michigan so i think he's just a really interesting player that we'll know more about two or three months from now when we get to training camp we see how he looks in the preseason he's somebody i'm really excited to see about because you can see the talent is there can he unlock it and kind of get better as a blocker in the nfl we'll see i, uh, I will let, say this
0: real quick I, I i don't want to question his effort at all because i, I do think it's i don't think it's an an effort thing, you know, cause he no, does no. at least go through the motions to get into position to, to be uh, uh, sealed off. And, and I, he clearly care, cares about what he's putting on tape and is aware of that because he at yeah. least goes through the motions. It's just, when he gets there, he's not really engaging anybody and he's certainly not really blocking anybody. And there's times when you see him and he's like physical, right. And he'll, he'll side swipe a guy into the ground, but it's not, you know, engage lot latch, drive finish you know it's 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 more just kind of uh, look i'm here i did my job so that sort of thing and that's it when it comes to blocking
1: all right let's take a quick break so i can tell you guys about built bar the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market it's hard to even explain it real chocolate with amazing flavors it's just a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and get 15% off your next order when you use the promo code locked on15. That is promo code locked on15. All right, Landon, the last guy we're going to talk about is somebody who is very, very interesting Tyler, Tyler Coyle from Purdue. Um, he's actually a transfer from Connecticut. He played the first four years of his career at Connecticut, transferred this year. Only played four games for Purdue because it was a weird season in the Big Ten. Six foot and a half, 209 pounds, ran a 4 40-yard dash, 11-1 uh, broad jump. I don't know what's going on with these UConn guys, but they can always jump out of the gym, 39-inch vertical. What did you see on film when you watched Tyler
0: Croyle? It's, it's a very odd career. It's yes. very odd, right? You know, to start all those games for UConn, uh, and then if I if I remember correctly, uh, the defensive coordinator I think left UConn and went to Purdue. Yes. And that's actually the reason that Tyler uh, transferred was because he wanted to be with that same coordinator. Yep, things did not go, I would say, as planned in Purdue. You know, I don't think. I mean, I think he showed you some things for sure at Purdue, but. Uh, I I think, you know, it was a last minute thing. It's his last season. Obviously the season was very odd. He didn't show the kind of stuff, at least in my, what I saw, he didn't show the same kind of stuff that he had shown at UConn uh, previously at at Purdue. It looked, it looked more just like uh, it wasn't quite a a fit for his skill set. what he was doing, right? Like it just Mm -hmm. felt like he was a little bit more out of place than, or at least he wasn't, Caught up to everything that was going on yes. at Purdue, right? Yes. Um, I, you know, at UConn, you see a playmaker. I mean, this guy, like, I mean, I you saw a guy
1: that could have been easily a fourth, fifth round pick easily, yeah,
0: totally. I mean, yeah. like, he, you see that kind of uh ability. I mean, the, the look, the, the testing, let's let's talk about the testing first. At no point do I see that level of athlete on the field. <laughs> do you like, I, let, let me be, I don't see that kind of athleticism in his game.
1: I don't see that much. I mean, when you're talking about somebody who's like a 99 percentile athlete, yeah, that's insane.
0: Yeah. So I guess that was the first thing that was surprising is that unfortunately kind of with these UDFA guys, a lot of times you get a certain amount of information up front before you go into them. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'd seen the testing. I didn't see that kind of stuff going on. I think he is a very, I think, you know, you see a good athlete for, on the field for sure. I mean, clearly he does, he belongs, but not the kind of guy who's like, you know, a, a full Sigma above everybody yeah. else. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's an interesting thing to me. Is exactly where is that athleticism gone? Right? Is is it because he uh, he's not diagnosing things as well? Is he not yes. uh, yep. uh, seeing it as quickly? He he doesn't seem to be a very he seems to be an athlete out there playing to a large degree, but the, but also at the same time, not the kind of athlete that we saw in testing. So I, I think that there is some instinct stuff there. I, I, I he played a lot of safety, but I but I don't know that that's necessarily like. I don't know that I would like him as a back safety, even though his athletic profile seems to fit that to a team. I think he's right? a box
1: safety in the NFL, right?
0: For sure. And and yeah. I've even heard talk about him playing linebacker. Like he's too small for that. I mean, the same way that I guess he's not too small if I mean, he's 210. Okay. K. Yeah. I mean, he's right on that edge, right? I, I would yeah. I would probably prefer him in the box for sure as a yeah. box, yeah, as an overhang defender of some sort, right? Um I, I think he is a guy that has you know, obviously, physical sk- skills that uh, are well beyond his playing uh, skill right now. So, if you can do- find a way to kind of have the game slow down for him, you know, f- figure out a, a way to th- leverage that athletic ability in- into s- uh, some sort of instinct that he has. I just think that he hasn't been used uh, at a position where his instincts are helping him. I guess is the best way to put it, right? Like, yeah, I, I think he, that's needs- fair. he needs. He needs. He needs shorter angles and i think he needs to he he can't it doesn't seem like he's seeing it develop in front of him very well so i think yeah putting him in the box putting him closer to the line of scrimmage where he could see and go i think that's probably the best fit for a guy like this all
1: right two things first of all absolutely you watch the 2019 film of him just a totally different player than what we saw in 2020 And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Like he transferred during a weird COVID off season, right? And Purdue played four games this year, I believe, four or five games. He only played four games. And so he never really got comfortable in that scheme, on top, of, I mean, in case you guys didn't know, UConn just didn't play football at all this year. So I think he mm-hmm. tried to get out of that situation to somewhere where oh, he could that's play. right,
0: yeah, that explains yeah. that. Yeah. So
1: he that's tried. He and he went from. I mean, I think it's a pretty big jump in competition from UConn to Purdue. Now you're playing in the Big Ten, right? So there's all of that kind of stuff that's factored in, and I think that's maybe why he was a little bit more hesitant. But I think, and when we're talking about him transferring, you know, translating to the NFL we're talking about this wrong lane like, yeah, he's probably not a free safety. He's probably a box safety. Maybe he's a linebacker, but he's going to make the NFL by special teams. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you find a guy that's six foot one, 210 pounds and can run in the four threes that just screams special teams demon. Right. And I think he is a pretty good tackler. So I can see why the Cowboys were aggressive in going out and getting him as an undrafted free agent, because again, not many guys like that. I would not be surprised at all if he makes the team as a special teamer, but we never see him play a snap on defense during his entire NFL
0: career. Wouldn't shock me at all. This could be the guy that they are trying to replace CJ Goodwin with, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, I think that this is – there's a reason that these guys get paid – that that certain undrafted free agents get paid more money than others, right? And and the reason is that they think that you're going to make the team and that – even paying you that amount of money as an undrafted free agent is a steal compared to whatever the person whose spot you're taking, right? And and if you're getting paid that kind of money and they think that you're going to play, there's two things that's happening. Somehow they think that you're going to make the team at the position that you, that you were drafted in, like Ron Leary maybe yep. would be a good yep, yep. example. Uh, or in this case, like you said, this guy is more than likely going to make the team simply because he's going to probably be able to play every special teams uh, uh, unit and play it well because of that athletic profile. So, yeah, I, I would not at all be surprised if this is a guy that that is a uh, bone special that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, potentially you could see as a uh I don't know if he's CJ Goodwin replacement, but I see another at the very least, another type of CJ Goodwin on the team who is just like your pure special teams demon. So, so. so
1: he might be competing with like J-Ron Kurse and maybe even yeah. like Noah Brown from one of those yeah. special team spots. And if it's close and he can you can save 50,0 because again, we're we're gonna this is gonna be a theme of this podcast. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are gonna be pinching pennies for the next couple of years, because they have big contracts to Dak and Amari Cooper and Zeke. So saving $500,000 on get player number 52 on your roster. Yeah. Isn't insignificant. Right. And if it's close, I think they're going to go with the young players. So Tyler Croyle, I think is or Coyle, I think is a very interesting down the roster guy that I would not be shocked at all. If he makes a 53 man roster, any final comments on any of these three players?
0: No, I think that I think you know we kind of covered their odds of making the team. I think uh, all these guys probably have a plan uh, on the team in some form of fashion, whether it's you know practice squad early on or or whatever. You know, each one are obviously being affected by their individual position groups, but you know you look at the guys like Coyle who are likely to actually make the roster because of what they can actually do on game day, even yep. though it's not their actual position. Uh, and that's kind of how you read these tealies properly. The money that they give these guys means something. It may yes. not mean something yes. by the end of training camp, but it, it certainly means something to how they feel about these guys up front. And if they're paying them big money, I don't always view it as why are we paying these guys? Try out guys, a whole bunch of money. They're paying these guys a bunch of money up front that looks like a lot of money for UDFA, but when we get to the 53-man roster and this guy's playing every week on special teams, Bingo. it's it's pennies on the dollar compared to what you should be paying a veteran. Absolutely. It's going to be really fascinating to see which of these three make it. Uh, really quickly,
1: all of the three guys we talked about, which one do you think is the most likely to make the roster?
0: I think it's coiled for the reasons we talked about. I mean, special teams are what's going to make this team. Uh, you know, the, I, I, I do like the chances of the other guys you know, making the squad one form or another. I don't know if that's actually on the 53 or on the practice squad, but I do like the odds of them uh, sticking around for the Cowboys until next year to try to try to do this all again.
1: That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCool BCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.